0: Welcome to the episode where two people discuss a movie that we should be showing Vladimir Putin. Come and see. Yeah. Um,
1: It's We normally start with a with with a with a sillier joke, but uh, I don't I don't feel like this. We should do that for this one. Um,
0: Yeah, if you came here for jokes, uh, I've got some really bad news for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: My name is Justin.
1: I'm Pierce. Uh, If you've not heard of this movie before, um, come and see. It's a Soviet-era Russian-language film um, about kind of uh, Russian experience. Well, Belarusian experience during World War II.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was directed by Elim Klimov. Um, and forgive us if we're pronouncing these names wrong. Um, I feel like it will be kind of common occurrence. We're not Russian. Um, and Alexei uh, Kravchenko, that, that, who stars in this film. Um, both these people. Um, it was kind of their mic drop film. Like, they were one-hit wonders because Elim Klimov just basically directed this film and vanished off to the face of the earth because he said all he needed to say with this one film. And I think this was also stemming from his uh childhood experiences during the war I think. I don't know if you've looked into
1: that. Okay, I I haven't looked into that. It came out in the 80s, so he would um yeah, I, I mean I guess he would be like 40 or 50 at that point if he was a kid during the war. Yeah. Um he was born in the 30s, so yeah, might might be
0: Yeah. And um Basically, come and see is. Um, uh, do you also know where the title comes from as well? Um,
1: yes, it uh, it comes from a Bible verse, right? I read somewhere that they were gonna originally call the film like "Kill, Kill Hitler", Hitler. Yeah. or something, but it was. I mean that I, I kind of <laughs> am glad they moved <laughs> away from that. It's a little um, on the nose. I understand why because of a specific scene in the movie, but. Um. Yeah, I- I'm glad they I'm glad they moved away from that and moved towards this one, which is kind of like. Uh, it it works on on the level of just if you just look at it without even knowing it comes from the Bible verse, it works on the level of like, come and see this. Grand awful thing that happened.
0: Exactly. Um, and it sounds like a pulp novel or a pulp movie, just like saying "kill Hitler," um. Which right. They probably don't. If the movie, they, they they don't kill Hitler in this movie, <laughs> just, just telling you that. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: The specific scene, which I'm sure we will talk about, is not yeah. is not one in which Hitler is killed. But I I understand there there is a correlation.
0: Yeah. Um. The the title comes from um the book of Revelation uh, where um I'm just gonna read off the quote. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say. Come and see, and looked, and beyond, behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. So, yeah, not not the happiest quote, um, but it is very foreboding and ominous, uh, and really describes um, the Hell that would be following in this film, because, good lord, is this film just, um, probably, um, I, it has been said many times that you really can't make an anti-war film, because even displaying the fact that, um, war is being done um, it just kind of mitigates the fact that um, you can't look at war heroically um, and glamorously but like this one kind of takes that statement throws out the window
1: yeah and usually have a protagonist and they usually do something great or heroic typically in a lot of like war uh, there are a lot of war films that profess themselves to be anti-war and they show their protagonist who they want you to root for doing something uh heroic and that's it's it ends up kind of muddling the message a little bit. Um not so much the case here. Uh there there is a, 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 an extensive focus on trying to keep the the anti-war message from being muddled. Um and yeah, also speaking of of the hell that would follow the the beginning of the film, um the main actor the the uh alexey kravchenko he went through hell from what i've heard and read uh just doing this role um i mean they they were literally shot at he was on a starvation diet for the, like the second half of the film um i'm sure you know some more yeah. <laughs> some more stuff than even i do um
0: uh, yeah this is he was shot at with live ammunition. I think he kind of right. forgot that
1: part. Right, right, right. Well, well, I shot. I, I don't know. Shot at kind of implies that because yeah. you He's aren't t- typically bullets. really shot at in a movie. But yes.
0: Yeah, um, and do you? This is probably, I think, probably the best acting of *Seaford from a Child*, or probably up there. Um, because there's not much dialogue that comes from him. A lot of it is from um a lot of the close-ups from his face and the fact that you can just see periodically um the the film will have a close-up on his face and you get to see the fact that he is deteriorating he starts off um just like very um happy and jovial and he kind of ends off the movie almost looking frail and like an old man and you can see it in his eyes and his facial expression that he is not having a good time he's been traumatized he's been to hell um i don't even know if he's gone to hell and back um it is just um it is a just a brilliant performance from him Um, And I don't think he's acted in anything major since then. Um, He started um, when he was at 14 and then basically just kind of didn't do anything after that. Um, I don't even know if he did. um, He, he, it
1: it, just looking at, at uh, online, it looks like he took a break from acting for 15 years and then wasn't, he wasn't in anything I've ever heard of after that.
0: Yeah. Um, Like made for TV films or something.
1: Yeah, lots of TV series and miniseries. Um, but yeah, he he. After finishing this film, he literally he didn't acting it. This came out in 1985. Nothing. He wasn't in anything until 2000.
0: Yeah, probably adds to the authenticity of the film because like these are all because like um, Elam Klimov. Um, he prided himself on saying that that he wanted this to be as authentic as possible. So got a bunch of no name actors and. Um, especially Alexei Kravchenko. He um, was just a child. Um, he was not a professional actor. And um, and do you never see him in anything major again? So he's not that iconic. Um, and you only know him in this role, um, which I think all the actors here are great as well. Um, but I think this film really um, specializes in is the fact that it kind of makes it, it makes it into a horror film um and it's surreal but also very authentic um and it just makes you feel very uncomfortable like you're in a nightmare which um, probably wasn't too far off from the truth um it, it is just um it is very uncomfortable to watch um it is scary <laughs> I, i'll say that the first time i watched this um I, I was a little bit uh disturbed to say the least um you haven't gotten to the summary yet um do you want to go over the summary? I know we kind of described, we're kind of all over the place, but
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I, I'm going to mention this cause I think it's important. The movie opens with two boys, uh, digging in a trench looking for weapons because they are, they want to join the partisan Soviet forces, um, and join the war, uh, in the mid 1940s. um, And uh, the next day, two Partisans arrive at our main character, Flora's house. um, And they are conscripting him. He is still a teenager, but they are conscripting him because they need the people. And he is brought on to do kind of menial tasks at this base in the woods. Um, While he's there, he meets... uh, a girl, Glasha, who is, uh, she, she seems kind of crazy. I won't lie. Um, but, uh, basically, they, the men from the camp go out to some kind of, um, I mean, it's some kind of military operation. What? I don't know how many details we get. Uh, and he is told to stay behind because one of the older men don't like his boots. shoes, he has yeah, his boots are are falling apart, and so they switch, and he's made to stay behind. And Glasha tells him it's because they, f- the leaders, feel bad for him because he's so young, um, and he's too young to fight in this war.
0: I also and think he- it's important to mention the fact sorry to override you um that basically when he's at the camp um one they, they also just make him do like menial task work um nothing right. very glamorous um and two they also make him um like stand out watch um and he says um to shoot anyone with a password uh, who does not recite the password and glasha comes and basically just um doesn't um basically i don't that's the way the film is just saying it's not really in him uh, to be a killer but he is there anyways
1: so. Right. okay yep um But uh, shortly after the men leave, he finds Glasha crying in the woods, and um, they have this conversation where she seems crazy. She's kind of hysterical. Uh, She talks about wanting children, I believe, at that point. Like, that's her big... She talks about a lot of things. (laughs) She talks about a lot of things. But um, one of the major things I I feel like was at that point was that she... Um, she mentioned oh. like she wanted to be a mother and all that. I, 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 I mentioned that specifically because it's big
0: and later on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, then there is a bombing raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they hide, um, to avoid Germans. I believe paratroopers jump down to, uh, and somewhere in there, there's a weird scene where they're like dancing around. Um, yeah, this... The innocence. Yes, yeah, yeah. It it confused me at first, but yeah, it ha- It's it's their last moment of innocence before uh, the rest of the film starts. Um, and so they go back to Flora's village. They try eating something, but it's weird because everyone's gone. Nobody's here. So they try and wade through a bog, uh, where Flora says, um, "I'm pretty sure he thinks his fam, like his s- siblings, uh, hide out on this island that's through the bog." And so he starts heading that way. <laughs> um, we see lots of victims of war on their way out. Fl- uh, Glacia looks back, and there's just Probably piles stuck. of body, bodies. <laughs> Yeah, um,
0: the shot lasts for, like, a second or two, and then right. it goes back.
1: Yep. Um, but they, they make their way through the bog. It's tough, and they are hysterical, and Glash is like, there's nobody out here, you're crazy. Uh, somebody does find them when they get to back to land, uh, and she's telling this guy that... that Flora is crazy. She kind of turns against Flora for a second because they're like it's just a crazy situation. They're distressed and both hysterical. And, um but this is I, be, I believe these are villagers from Flora's village, right? Or yeah. and I believe yeah. the
0: elder was the mayor of the village as well. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: It's uh it was the same guy the guy from the beginning anyway. of the film yes. was there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: yeah. actually specifically um well, okay. Basically at the end of uh this little oh after the um what is it? So basically Glasha I'll take over. Um after Glasha starts screaming at Flora um for um basically just denying that the village's uh that everyone in the village and his family's dead. Um Glasha just basically um tries to drown her i believe or something like that just and then someone takes notice um and to recovers um Glasha from being drowned and basically they both yell uh yell at flora um saying that he's gone crazy um and that he's gone deaf um i don't know how true it is that he's deaf but basically he's um just like losing it um so then they take him to this um I think this is where the rest of the villages are. I, I don't know where this place is. It seems um, like it's
1: just an island on the on the bog. Oh, maybe this like is what he's talking about? Yeah, I, th- I thought so, but yeah. it's not super clear. From what I remember. Okay. Um, but the, so you're talking about the, the elder, right? Badly burnt. Yeah.
0: the badly burnt okay. elder. Um, he survived, um, but barely so. He's barely um, alive. Basically, he's almost unrecognizable. He's the same um, elder from the beginning, Um, and I'm assuming this is still the mayor. Um, He's basically... And then he yells. I don't know if this is a dream sequence or not, but he yells at Flora that you should not have gotten the gun, Uh, you should not have dug up the rifles, Um, and then that sends Flora into just mass hysteria. He feels intense guilt, he backs off, and um, he tries to I guess uh, attempt suicide by digging his head into the ground like an ostrich and trying to deny everything. But Glasha and the just like pull him out just to save him. Um, so after this, um, Flora just recovers uh, at a nearby warehouse. Um, they, they try to um, recover at a nearby um, warehouse. Um, well, yeah,
1: the the there's some men sent out to yeah. get supplies, basically, like yeah. food, whatever they can find.
0: But uh, unfortunately, this is also like a minefield. Um I think like two or three people die or something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, he's sent out with three other men and by by the end of this only one, expedition one he's he's the one he's the only one left. Yeah. Um I think and, two die in the minefield and then the third dies later in like the open yeah. field with the cow.
0: Um yeah, well they they um they try to steal a cow from a villager. And then yes. uh, after they're successful in this <laughs> um then they they steal the cow um and then they are shot out by a german machine gun or something like that um basically this is where the live rounds come from because it it, it feels very real because it is very real they actually shot at them um and shot yeah them
1: both. i i remember reading somewhere i don't know if this is true or if i'm misremembering that the, that they actually shot at a cow for this movie yeah
0: um, can't confirm the fact that, um, all these animals, um, that some of these animals are died. Um, I, am pretty sure uh, this should not be a controversial opinion, but, uh, maybe killing animals for the sake of art, probably not the best thing to do. Um, no matter how good the movie is, probably don't do that. It's not a good thing to do. Just saying. Um, so after that, um, basically, uh, Flora, uh, attempts yeah. to steal a horse and a cart, um, from this villager. Um, but the owner catches him, um, but then Flora begins to um aim his gun at him. But then they they start noticing that there's an entire SS troop coming by and attempting to just like raid the village or something like that. Um, so then um at act of mercy, the owner tells them to like just come with him. Um just you'll be safer in the village. And this is where everything just starts to get from bad to worse because uh after Flora's taken to the to the village um they they discuss the fake identity for him he's the nephew he's like the son um basically they're trying to cover all these holes and this identity um some of it holds water some of it doesn't and then um basically <clears throat> the, the the germans come and uh Flor tries to warn the townsfolk like there, there's no way of getting out of this you're all going to be um herded to your death but he is um no matter how nice they try to treat the uh, the german soldiers um, another German soldier comes by and says that there are partisans here and that is just condemning everyone to death and they are um forcing everyone to um go into a barn church and um while this is all happening they're basically just giving them um not even an ultimatum they're just giving them false information saying that we're liberating you we are um just you know make sure that you bring all of the essentials but like I I'm pretty sure this was actually you know this is Again, based very much on truth on the fact that um, basically this is just all a ruse just to make them feel calm before they all get locked in the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and probably the most horrific sequence, they start burning down the barn um, with everyone in it.
1: Important, important note <laughs> about that. Um, before they burn down the barn with everyone in it, one of the soldiers gets up in the window and they open it and they say... If you leave your children, you can yeah. you can come out. If you come yeah. out without a chi- without a child, you 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 can get out of here. Um yeah. and we we actually see them a woman tries to escape and then they throw out her baby and they yeah. literally like throw the baby back in. Yeah.
0: Very horrific. Right. Um yeah. And Flora is allowed to le- uh, escape the church. And then um, they then they um, actually do burn down the church. Um, it is very just disturbing. We hear the screaming, and then it just slowly starts to stop, and they're shooting it. And I think they're also playing music while it's happening and just enjoying themselves. I think one lady even eats a, um, like one um, German Nazi lady. Um, she starts eating lobster or crab or something like that. Um, basically, it's very all nonchalant. Um, people are just reveling it. Um, and, um, again, and probably one of the most iconic uh, images from this film, um, they see Flora, they see how traumatized he is, and they laugh, and they take a photo with him. Um, and then um, they also, unfortunately, also um, take the woman that escaped. They drag her by the hair, and we don't see her for a while, but we kind of know what's happening if she's... Um, she's yeah,
1: she gets dragged by the hair into a truck. Yeah. So
0: you know um <clears throat> but um as flora wanders out of the village um into the direction of germans um he sees the fact that there's a lot of carnage happening the fact that um there's a german woman uh that got shot i think an entire truck that uh, got destroyed and he sees a bunch of corpses um and sees that it has been ambushed by a partisans or a, re- a rebellion group or something um so he recovers his jack and rifle, um, and he just um, basically just returns to the village and finds that they actually that the partisan rebellion has actually succeeded, and they captured um, elite, uh, like a group of German um, Germans um, that have been, are responsible for the, um, the, Nazi, uh, the, the barn burning. Um, and the main collaborator starts on um, pleading for the lives and says like. It wasn't me. We're just doing this. I, I, I'm I, very sorry. Um, but then there was one um, person that just speaks pure German and he's very unapologetic and it says that, yes, um, we did say, um, leave your children here because the problems start with the children. And he starts spouting this very Nazi-esque rhetoric about just how children um, are the root of all evil and all that stuff. Basically, read all that stuff, but basically, If you could think of it being really bad, he says it. Um, And while this is all happening, um, they're pleading for their lives, and they start um, um, throwing cans of gasoline on them, or something like that, just to basically light them on fire um, as revenge. Um, But And Flora does point out that the fact that um, that these were the people responsible. um, But... um, one person just offs to shoot them instead, um, so they are spared kind of a cruel death. And as the partisans leave, um, Flora notices a framed portrait of Adolf Hitler, and um, with the rifle that he has not shot at all, this is the only time that I believe that he shoots the rifle in the entire movie. He aims at it, he shoots at it, and um, he does a montage of clips that reverse time all the way to Hitler being a baby and doesn't shoot. And then he continues um, to be with the partisans to join the resistance.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that and that is where the title of "Kill Hitler," I think, probably yeah. makes the most sense, but it also doesn't really. So I'm glad they didn't go with it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so I I think the I, I know we're gonna we're gonna be kind of all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. but <clears> one <throat> I I do want to say that the again this is very true. Um, the Durlewanger Brigade. Um, in um during the nazis regime and all that stuff um this actually did happen and happened 628 times uh in the belarus uh uh, in belarusian villages alone in the same manner because um daryl um and his entire brigade were notorious actually infamous for being so cruel to the nazis i don't know if this is gonna be a pr thing because they didn't want to show them being extra cruel to the the jewish population or whatever or um or being so cruel that um, that even the Nazis were disgusted, but he very much employed this um, this method of doing this um, to really save ammunition and just um, taking d- sadistic joy in the fact that he's causing all these people to suffer. Um, so the and the fact that this happened 628 more times is kind of it's horrific. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if there's anything to praise this movie is the fact that it is just. Um, so steeped in truth, um, the fact that people can be this brutal and does not shy away from it. It's not heroic at all. It's haunting.
1: It's um, it's a great film in general uh, for, for Western audience. It's obviously a great film in general, but I, I mean, for Western audiences in particular, um, because, I mean, the Eastern Front was horrific. Um, this is just one... Instance or one series of instances uh-huh. uh, of of horrifying things happening on the Eastern Front. Um, there's a reason why the Russians felt like they needed to take such horrific revenge on the Germans when uh-huh. they started pushing back into Germany. Um, but at the same time, also the stories you hear of what the Russians were doing as they were pushing into Germany is also horrific. Um you know. I there is I keep saying that over and over again but there is no other word to describe it. Um and you know obviously this movie's scope is is not not even just focused on the Soviets it's primarily focused on one specific region in the Soviet Union during the war. Yeah. Um but even just you know hopefully i would hope this has uh shown some people how horrific that part of it was and then they looked into it more and saw just how much went on on the eastern front um yeah awful
0: very very just really bad yeah um but i i, I again we're gonna be bouncing back and forth but um the ending. Um, basically, I didn't think this movie was horrific like with the capital H up until the second half because, yeah, um, yeah, that once you get to that village part with the, the barn burning, it, that's when it gets really bad. But I do think that the ending, um, even before the, the montage part, um, I think this film, I think the main theme of this film, I think you might have this different interpretation, um, is about maintaining your humanity uh, in a way in the wake, in the face of just like um, tragedy or even just atrocity um so I, I, think-
1: I actually completely agree um yeah yeah that i would say that's the main theme even even the 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 smaller themes which I'll, i'm gonna let you finish i'll get to those later yeah. i think all a lot of them kind of add up to that larger theme
0: yes um one i think um the backwards montage um i've seen some discussion so basically at the end, um, Flora is shooting this portrait of Hitler. Um he believes that the it's not, Hitler um is he is the face of World War II, of the, the bad side of World War II. Um and I've seen some people say that um just like killing Hitler won't stop um evil, which that's up for debate. Um but I think um him shooting the the portrait of Hitler many times over and over again, um in reversing, um basically i think it's one supposed to feed into the fantasy of the fact that um it would re- stop everything from happening but floor stopping at the end once he sees the the portrait of hitler um and her and his mother which actually th- this um photo was actually doctored um it is the picture of his mother and the picture of his um the baby uh baby Hitler, but like on on her lap they, they merged this photo together so um it's not an entirely true photograph they want to um basically make sure that you see that um even Hitler was a child, too. Um, I think um, that's just showing way that Flora, um, he he even wants Stupa's love to kill a child, um, even though that they have also killed children. Um, and two, I think the other part um, is the fact that after dousing the people with um, gasoline, people um, just opted to shoot the Nazis instead, even though, again, they're pure evil. Um, they, they didn't want to do revenge, they just wanted a quick um, merciful execution because um i don't i don't think they wanted to do just this um revenge sort of thing where they they could also just be out brutalized um cuz i don't know if i have the power to say this but revenge doesn't solve anything i know it's very tempting for me to be like oh yeah i would totally n- uh, <laughs> not shoot those uh burn those nazis but i think um they opted for the more humane treatment which um maybe is something that speaks for the film. I don't know, but I think that's also adding to the theme of just like maintaining. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's also, it also kind of speaks to um, the, the feeling of wanting revenge for the Russians in general, after they started pushing back in the war that, um, they did at least make them think that they were going to all burn to death. Like the fire did start and it was just somebody put them out of their misery. Uh Um, It kind of shows that not there wasn't necessarily agreement between uh, the uh, these Russian victims of Germany, uh, how they should treat any Germans that they came across.
0: Mm hmm. Um yeah. Um I guess there's a little bits pieces of humanity over there, but like again, I, I think this is just saying that um revenge only makes you a worse person and kind of makes you bring, brings you down to their level. Um I, I think that's what that film's trying to say. Um it is a very mm-hmm. bold statement, especially um showing genuine archival footage. Um it, that's when the film kind of veers into art art house territory for me. Um, it is just a very, again, the, the entire film does veer on surreal and practical, are authentic most of the time. I think this is kind of veers a little bit too much in for to me. But I think it's still just a very bold ending to um, show, especially after, you know, the previous, however long this movie is, two hours and 20 minutes. So like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I do also want to say I mentioned
1: uh, kind of the the smaller themes as in not yeah. the main one. Um, and I also mentioned earlier uh, that I specifically wanted to mention Flora's talking about... Or not Flora, Glasha's talking about um, how she wanting to be a mother um, uh-huh. in when she was giving that whole speech in the woods. Um, I, I think that that's important. Um, and it's... Uh, it also adds up to this major theme of, like, keeping your humanity. Um, uh-huh. Because towards the end, uh, we see, or or, or Flora sees um, that woman who was dragged off by the soldiers uh, following uh-huh. the, the burning of the barn. And she has blood covering her face and running down her legs. Um, and... Uh, I mean, to me, that, that blood running down the legs kind of instantly, um, brings to mind like a, it, it instantly kind of pushes you towards thinking about, um, something going wrong with, uh, childbirth or her reproduction in general, um, that that was kind of what what it was instantly like for me, and it. I also, I don't know, I didn't get quite a good look at her, but she reminded me of yeah. Glasha a bit. Um, Many, and people. so it, it yeah. felt like the the connection there was very um, purposeful, uh, and so I think that basically the what was trying to be said was that um, this the citizens have these desires of who they want to be before the war comes in. Um, and once the war comes in and they have all these traumatic experiences and they're mistreated and, um, maybe something horrific like this barn burning happens to them. Uh, they kind of lose themselves, um, and who they want to be. And he, he shows this through the mother motherhood. Um, And then there's obviously also uh, another level to that, which is like, after seeing all of this, would you want, would even the person who desires to be a parent want to bring a child into this after Mm. seeing all of it? Um, So there's multiple levels to it, but I, I, I think it, again, does all lend itself to whether or not you can maintain yourself and your humanity through...
0: Yeah this um, yeah um yeah it is um you kind of expect him not to because like you, you see flora at least um progressively become more into like a fugue state yeah. basically um especially by the end um but the the film does i guess in a way show a very small victory for him um the fact that like he does come out on top um so
1: and it's a very yeah and it's also a very clear distinction between him and the Germans the Germans who were willing to only let adults come out and we're going to kill all the children and even the adults that did come out they abused mm-hmm. um, and then he, versus him he the only time he shot his gun he fired it at the person who is um not completely responsible for exactly what happened to him, but responsible for the series of events that led to what has happened to him and his, his people and his country. Um he's a, that's the only time he's fired his gun the whole movie, and he couldn't uh-huh. even do it when thinking about uh that person as a baby because it's a baby.
0: Um Yeah. And I don't know again this is very hypothetical, but perhaps um Adolf Hitler could have been a better more humane person if he was raised in a r- better household um than have the experiences that he had um I don't know babies are a are blank yeah. slate I yeah guess. i so so i I don't okay yeah, yes,
1: true. if he was born into a different situation, Adolf Hitler would not be the same person um but uh After I don't know, I've I took a class on German nationalism and the history of it. Um, Someone else from taking his place is what I. I don't think I don't know that necessarily someone else would have taken his place. Um, But following World War One, these uh, revanchism uh, was boiling um, in Germany, Uh, and. There he pulled from, I would say he corrupted a lot of the things he pulled from, but he did pull from a lot of um cultural and intellectual touchstones that were present in Germany already. That's how he was able to do it was that he was able to to pull from some of them. and some of them were corrupted. Uh, and some of them were just already vile in the way that they were taught, you know, it was the early 1900s um and so yeah uh we can he was definitely a a such a unique case in history i don't know if i would be able to say oh if hitler didn't exist somebody would have replaced him yeah for sure one-to-one but but those things were 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 present he was he didn't just like completely shift it that much hmm. um he he kind of took advantage of of an existing situation and history could have gone a different way if if he didn't exist that's true i don't that's the thing i don't know but yeah um, you can always right but but the base the point is the baseline was there um but yes uh the the, the the point the movie is making and the point that you're making still remains that it is a baby and that baby born in any other situation would probably be a completely different person. um, Or at least mostly different. Uh, but I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't feel right also leaving that with like, oh, and then, you know, maybe a lot of this wouldn't have happened because we, we truly have no idea, because a lot of the situation is, is outside of just the one person.
0: So we should have shot that baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah.
0: Okay, that, that was the only bit of humor in a while. So, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, let's talk about the filmmaking. Um, just to, to shift gears a bit, because I think we've covered our tracks here about what this film was trying to say um how you know basically progressed from naivety to just abject horror um but i what i do like about this film is the fact that um it is just very um surreal but also real um at the same time um it is just the way that the um what well, the sound design uh the sound is just very interesting um the way that um it is very subjective the way that you actually hear things that you're not supposed to hear um the way that you can t- hear the minute details like flies flies almost signifying death like as an omen i mean hear a voiceover that you would not be able to hear anyways um and a lot of ambience that just kind of makes you just gets under your skin um it, it does definitely just like have a disorienting effect but it is very um it works because again i i think um when i first described this movie to other people um i was basically just telling um everyone that They finally made war into a horror film and a lot of horror just basically makes it um, into this um, subjective thing instead of just um, rather objective. Um, And -hmm. there are times where it is just very real, but um, it is. Mostly just from his perspective, Um, I don't think it ever leaves his perspective um, at all, aside from a few very small moments. Um, Yeah, that. Yeah. And I I think it was very effective. Um, Also, um, what do you think about the... I'm I'm assuming this is kind of like an arc symbol. Um, But uh, as soon as... um, I I noted this down. I couldn't find anyone discussing it. So this could be all just me. Um, Once Flora um, just starts um, walking out of the camp, he steps on an egg. And I don't know if this egg was real or not, but um, basically you see the guts of the animal, uh, of the, the bird that would have been in that um and basically periodically you'll see a bird just like follow him. Um you never see the bird fly. So I don't know if that's um way of saying anything. Um, I don't know if you were keeping note of that or even noticed it at all but I remember Yeah, like, I
1: didn't I didn't see that but that is interesting. It kind of points to like yeah, ruin and uh I mean loss
0: of innocence, I guess. Loss of innocence, uh, right? Yeah. Um, um yeah, and interestingly, you never see this bird fly. Um, in fact, the only thing you see, and maybe you can comment on this, uh, is the fact that um, there is an airplane or drone in the sky that it reappears almost three times, one before the bomb happens at, at Glasha. Um Probably some other times. I didn't write down the specific times, but I, I took note of that um, because it is almost like a bad omen. And I always thought the contrast between you only see a bird on the ground and an airplane this is the only thing you see fly in the entire movie. For me, I, I like to think that means that um mankind is basically just overtaking nature. Uh war mm-hmm. is unnatural. Um basically it and it's always just watching um over and it even sounds unnatural at times. It almost sounds like a spaceship in a way. I don't think they used authentic sounds. Um it's just um uh, very eerie. Uh, just almost out of this world, which I think again adds to the fact that this is just very disorienting.
1: Yeah. Um One thing as far as production that I noticed during the movie uh, was in the music that I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there are um, Soviet and Russian songs occasionally. Um, There Mm -hmm. was like a a Soviet march. Um, But, and I don't know that much about classical music. Um, I probably couldn't name uh, most of the instances. But I did hear... Uh, music that I recognized as uh, classical German and Austrian a few times. Um, In fact, at the end, um, at the very end, during the end montage, uh, the only reason I know this is because, like I said, I took a class on German nationalism, and we talked specifically about Wagner for a reason I'll say in a minute. But I know that the that the song at the end is one from Richard Wagner, um, during the montage, uh, and I, I know the song. No. Yeah, the R- Rite of the Valkyries. I, I know the song. I'm just saying I I wouldn't know most of the other composers, but I know this one um, <laughs> because. And I thought I thought it was interesting because Richard Wagner himself is a uh, horrible anti Semite. Um oh, he yeah, is yeah. he was very um influential in the uh larger spread of anti Semitism coming out of like coming towards the end of the eighteen hundreds. Um like he he was a huge figure and he was jealous of 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 other composers, Jewish people um, I, I think Mendelssohn he was jealous of. Oh, uh, room. That's it. That might be a rumor, but that's <laughs> something I read. Um, and he he was a horrific anti-Semite, and so to use his song in this um, montage, kind of showing that is um, yeah. Hitler's life in reverse. I thought was an interesting choice, and I was I wa- I wondered if it was if that part of it was intentional, the, the semitism.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, this film doesn't touch on, well, at the end, maybe I don't think it used. Right. That, that's definition. what I'm, that's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. Cause the focus of the movie is anti semitism, but this part that focuses um, more than any other part of the movie on, you know, the, the man who is, uh, you know, he's the, the German leader. Um, that in that instance, uh, the the usage of Richard Wagner's music, I think, is is interesting, intentional or unintentional, uh, yeah. as far as the the anti semitism goes. I think it's I think it's still an interesting choice.
0: Yeah, Um yeah, that is, that is a very interesting um, choice. I, I don't really have an answer to that because I, I don't know. I don't think he's ever commented on that either um the director or really any film critic um last thing i would like to note um the cinematography the mise-en-scene um and let's see i have something else to say about the music but
1: no uh, yeah yeah yeah. go ahead (laughs) so uh,
0: yeah all this film um this film uses a lot of long takes um and basically a lot of steady shots um a lot of close-ups like i've said before just to periodically kind of check in with our protagonist and see just like how much he's losing himself um it it almost feels like uh, kind of like an illegal film because just how real it is and just like how I don't think it uses any um, artificial lighting at all um because it's very naturalistic very widescreen um it doesn't look low budget because like there's a lot of things um like they, they they bought authentic props and everything so it does feel very real um so I, I, I think um, the, clo- the, the long takes, especially, um, kind of you expect it to like cut away and make sure that it doesn't um, look at anything um, just, you know, unseemly, but it, it does hold some um it it, it holds on them for an extended period of time, just like the very uncomfortable things. Um, and it really allows just like for the tension to build because it's not cutting away. Um, so I thought that was just very interesting. Um again it just shows that it's very realistic. Uh, I don't know if it's color grade or not either, but it is just very drowned out in color um as well. Um it, it the cinematography does is just worth mentioning. Um I don't have too much about to say about it, but like it does really capture the fact that you're very claustrophobic. Um and it really captures these performances very well. Um so and, and the chaos that ensues at the end. Mm. So that is also something just i thought that was worth mentioning so yeah i think that's that's all the notes i really have on this film um unless you got something else to say about it no i i think we covered it pretty well
1: i i say pretty well because i feel like you could probably talk about this movie endlessly had you the knowledge and the time to research it yeah um yeah
0: I think this definitely in the conversation of the best war film ever or anti-war film ever. Um, I can't really think of anything else that comes close. Um, I think maybe the film, uh, this French film, the battle of Algiers, maybe. Um, but I, I I can't think of anything that's like, that was made in America that, um, could really say that that's the definitive anti-war film. So, um, it, and this definitely, um, I know that Spielberg, um, when he was making Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan, he would um, make sure that it was screened to the actors or the crew um, beforehand. So he, there, there is um, a lot of inspiration um, that has shown up in even our Western media. I don't know if you've seen Glorious Bastards, but there's a part at the end where they actually... Yep. Well, spoilers for Glorious Bastards, um, where they actually do kill Hitler. And it, they they keep on showing the POV of Hitler being shot at. Or the guy in a similar way of the ending of this movie. so there's that um it, it, it's just um, I don't know showing the atrocities as like in a barbaric circus um it, it's just it, it got to me uh, this, this film is very scary um I I know I'm kind of rambling at the end, but yeah, uh, if you haven't watched it or listening to this podcast because you know you're too scared to watch this movie uh, <laughs> I don't blame you but I think uh, this film should be seen by a lot of people that still glorify war um, yeah. and especially the war that's happening right now. Yeah. Uh,
1: war. I, we're it's still, <laughs> we're still waging it for some reason. Um seems like, I don't know. Um, I don't want to get up on a soapbox or anything, but it seems like the last hundred years has been kind of just like we've realized over and over and over again that war is bad. Uh, And here we are.
0: Yeah. Um, I I think that will uh, wrap it up. So, I mean, yeah.
1: Um, You can find us (laughs) <laughs> um if you <laughs> liked this episode, if you had a fun time listening to us talk about come and see, uh please give us a like a rating, subscribe, follow us. Uh we really we're on all appreciate so it. Yeah. Um I was we're not uh, not quite on all. I don't think we're on Instagram. Um but you can find us on Twitter or X uh and TikTok and YouTube at uh not just any pod. Not just any book club on YouTube, right? should We should Uh, come it? Yeah, we should. Uh, Yep, not just any book club on YouTube. Um, And yeah, you can find us on on whatever podcasting platform. Um, Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Join us next week when we talk about another Russian classic and probably the most in-depth review that we're ever going to be doing. Probably the last time we're going to be doing such a book this large the brothers off. yeah um we'll
1: we'll see exactly how in depth it is <laughs> uh not not to spoil anything but uh both of us kind of had a a, a tough time
0: it was a we'll see. struggle yeah yeah Well, in the meantime goodbye prometheus